One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. All right. You know I'm in a way. Yeah, and you know I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's going to be a long time with Freiland. <sighs> Who blinks first? Oh, come on, this makes really boring podcast. One, two, one, two, three, four. Do you know what this song is? No. Patience by Guns N' Roses. (laughs) Oh, dear. Come on, crack on with the podcast. Uh, season nine, episode thirty-nine, uh, and we welcome back. Sorry about that long delay, just because young Shepman was being stubborn. Uh, only just a Nigel and Sean podcast tonight. Uh, welcome back, Nigel. Where are you, and what are you doing? Uh, I'm in my living room. Shed busy. Oh. Shed's busy. I can't play my Shepman jingle. Uh, well, I'm still Shepman, am I? Is that tune coming? Give us an update on the shed. Is that tune not copyrighted? I don't think so. Uh, Update on the shed. I think I think Nigel made it. Yeah, George made it. Uh, two coats of paint a day. George, yeah, you're Nigel. Yeah, I am. Uh, next week, I should be recording from it. So, um, electric and internet will go in this week. So, uh, I mean, it's all kitted out. I sent you a video. I, I was um, 
putting yeah. putting in my, all my shirts in today. Um, a good lady washed them and cleaned them for me and hung them up on a rail. Uh, and then just got final touches, really, even though, you know, I keep adding to it. So I found more stuff the other day. So I've got to, I've got to find homes for filling it up, basically. Unlike this show that I seem to be padding out. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, well, right. do you know what? Because uh, obviously it is still day 40, whatever, with, without football. But I looked back at Clarence New uh, stories in the last six days because we were last recorded on Tuesday. There's over 100 stories we've done. So I've I've just picked the 15 best. In fact, I went back so far. 15 I sort of best? Gave up after 15. I'll, I'll tell you what. 15 best I stories. Would, I would, you know, I would. I think I could whittle that number down. So we're going to do a bit of a we're going to do a bit of a news roundup. Um, the first one, the first story, going back a few days, is I did a recalculation of what West Ham is valued at, and the reason I did that was uh, obviously Newcastle is about to be sold this week. It's been confirmed by the Saudi royal family or the prince. Uh, he's just going through. We're just waiting for the official announcement from the. Uh, Premier League, but it looks like Newcastle is finally free from Mike Ashley. He even had to lend them money. Uh, that woman, who's now the first lady of football, I, uh, I think joked, uh, 13 million quid, 30, 300 million pounds uh, Newcastle's been sold for. And w- what a time to buy a football club in the middle of when it's not played any football. Bizarre. Yeah, well, you say that, but perhaps it means that the price is lower. Well, maybe because originally he put it up for four hundred million, then he dropped it up to I think three forty, uh, and, and allegedly sold for three hundred. Eighty percent of that's been bought by the soil, uh, the, the Saudi royal family under their investment fund. Ten percent goes to is it the Rubin brothers, and then ten percent to this uh, woman who runs a capital fund. I forget her Amanda, name. Stavely, um, I think. Amanda, that's it. That's it. She 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 brokered the Man City deal, didn't she? To uh, um, yeah, she must be well in with Arabs. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. It's not for me to pass judgment on deals like this and whatever. But uh, the, the Arabs buying up their football clubs it leaves a funny taste in my mouth. I must admit, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Is it sheep's eyes? Well, it's not that. I'm not sure that <laughs> I would. I'm not sure that I would really want West Ham to be owned by Arabs. To be Good fair, deal. all right. Well, let's. Have, I'm going to ask you a question. If it was West Ham, but um, first of all, um, good deal for uh, Mike Ashley. Um, I think it frees him from the negativity of owning that club. Good deal for Newcastle fans. It frees them from the negativity of Mike Ashley owning that club. Good deal for the Premier League in general. Um, we'll see on that. I, I think they said on Twitter the the Saudis sort of a new era for the Premier League and Champions League. So already making false promises about the Champions League. We've we've been there before, haven't we? Well, you know, th- this is the thing. The, the... There's, I mean, financial fair play is finished with now. So is that right? So basically, can they spend what they? Yeah, really. I mean, you 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 can't. There's a certain amount of losses. You can't make losses over 150 million pound over three years. But the wages, financial fair play, have 
pretty much gone now. Well, it has gone. I mean, the, the only thing it is, I would say, is, is that they've got to they've got to really spend some money because they've got they've got to break through in get, getting into that top four. You know, bearing in mind we've got six clubs at the moment that think they should be in the top four. So. Straight well, away, and this is a up, story which I didn't clubs have. There, that, that straight away, there's two clubs there that no matter what happens in the season, there will be two clubs that don't achieve that. Now, to throw another club in the mix, yeah. what happens if they keep spending money and don't achieve it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not for me, I must well, admit. There was a story, there was a story which, so this makes it 16 if I run this story, that was in uh, The Times yesterday which talks about, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the the name of the person, but said there's only um, three clubs that can uh, do anything in the transfer window. Um, uh, Former Spurs director of football, Damien... Camoli. Is it Camoli? That's it. I'm trying to read it without my glasses. Camoli. He said, an agent was telling me the other day there are only actually three clubs in the Premier League that will be able to spend money next summer in the transfer window. I don't know if that is correct, but usually when agents tell you things like that, they usually get intel. All right. Uh, I, you think, I was trying to think of these three because he didn't name them. You know, you think Liverpool should be able to spend. Man City should be able to spend. I, I don't think they're banned. And and Man United, really. Yeah, that'll be the but, three. Can't Chelsea spend as well or not? Um, he seems to have lost a bit of art, hasn't he, Abramovich? He's banned from yeah. the country. Chelsea becomes self-sufficient in a way. So I don't yeah. possibly Spurs know. can't really spend because they're paying off their stadium. Well, I don't think that's uh, what he's... I've been, I've been told a story that apparently Spurs have got um, a deal lined up for naming rights, £25 million. Oh, really? I've forgotten who the company was. Who? Do you know? Go on. Reveal no, it. I've forgotten who the company was. All right. Okay. Um, well, tell me about it, because that would be a good deal. Um, so, 300... So, going back to that, last question before I move on to the West Ham valuation. Would, would you have taken a deal if, if West Ham had been bought by this Saudi and these other two? Would you have... Out of the frying pan into the fire, would you have taken it if, it if it's on the table to you now? West Ham will be bought out by the Royal Saudi family, Amanda and the Rubens. What if I owned do you, West Ham, do you take what, the deal? Deal or no deal? What if I owned if you, West Ham, yeah. Well, if I owned West Ham, I'd like to think they wouldn't be in the mess that they're in. So, therefore, personally, <laughs> all right, well, no, I I'm just asking the question. The deal. But, right, okay. frankly, if it was the Saudi Royal family against Golden Sullivan, as I said, I'm not a lover of, of Arabs owning football clubs and I'm mm-hmm. not sure where I'd be, but I possibly would err on take the deal, being that I think the only way this club will start repairing is once they've gone. Um, right. You know, I'm not going to go down the so, things about uh, human rights and all that in Saudi Arabia, but it's not great. Not. Okay, but and at the end of the day, well, the that bought it. You you got to mention it. Yeah. The people that bought it, yeah, the Saudi royal family. You know they've done some yeah. not so good things. We know about that journalist that they. Yeah, but isn't there human rights? Has anyone ever mentioned that with Man City? I'm sure there's some human well, rights there. I don't know. But. Yeah, I think it has been it has been mentioned there as well. 
to be fair. I don't, but it, I've never heard Man City football's never been one for more anyway. though, is it? Let's be honest. No, exactly. Right. Anyway, moving on because it is a West Ham podcast, not a Newcastle podcast. Um, on the back of that, I looked and I spoke to Kieran Maguire from the Price of Football, and I said, "How are football clubs valued?" And he he pointed me to something called the Tom Markham model. Do you know about Tom Markham? Never heard of him. He is. He came up with a formula that's used to value. And and this is it. I'm. Uh, I, I don't want to turn it into uh, um, too technical, but but basically the formula is quite simple. A club valuation is club turnover plus net assets multiplied by net profit or net loss plus club turnover again multiplied by the stadium capacity utilization divided by the uh, turnover to wage ratio. Have you got that? I, listen, I, I wasn't a great ball for going to school, uh, which meant my mathematics so, was a business. So I'm going to quickly do the sum for West Ham. So we know the financial results for 2019. So West Ham turnover, 190 million or 190.7. Net assets, our net an- assets are minus 19.4. We don't Believe it or not, we've got a minus figure on that. They own by yeah. the so, so the first total is 171.3 million. Right, then we'd look at our net loss. We lost 27.2 net loss last year. Time uh, Plus that with the net revenue, 190.7 again, you get 163.5. Add those two together, as I did earlier, you get 28,007. You then uh, multiply that by the stadium capacity, number of tickets sold, 97.2 for last season, you get 27,224.34. And then you divide that by the wage ratio. That's the turnover to wage ratio, which was 71.2. You get, and this is the figure, so here's my valuation, 382,350,261 pounds. Would you buy, do you think West Ham's worth that? Do you think it's worth more? It's worth whatever people want to pay for it. And that's the thing. They, they can say it's worth four, five, six hundred. It possibly could be if people want to pay that for it. The thing is, in well, the current climate, I know. Yeah, people ain't going to pay money like that anymore. Yeah, well, sort of people have said, well, that's a rubbish formula because it doesn't take into account the cost of players. It doesn't take into account whether you own the stadium or not. And I think, you know, Kieran himself has said that's irrelevant whether you own the stadium or not. You know, you don't devalue Man City because they don't own their own stadium. But what I will say is, and this is a, another Clarence Hughes story we did, based on transfer market, the valuation of our players has reduced by £58 million. So, on what, um, for what reason? Just because of the coronavirus. So, that's but because of the everyone. pandemic. Yeah. So, we've lost £58 million worth of um, uh, value of our players. We're now down to 258. So yeah, so is every club. Um, but I, I don't know if that affects an evaluation because what I'm hearing, and we'll move on to the finances in a minute, is. Like we just said, who's gonna, who's actually gonna do anything this um this transfer window? Is there going to be any business really? I, I mean, th- 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 there'll always be business, wouldn't there? 
quite what that entails. Um, it's hard to speculate until the season starts again. And and right. especially in West Ham's position, because we've got to know what league we're in first. Yeah, well, that's, that's like I, I said, that's once certainly, big, that was last. That's the big problem. Let me let me give you the top valuations as transfer market. Declan Rice, top of the pile, 44.5. Philippe Anderson, 28.8. Uh, Sebastian Allaire, 32.4. Issa Diop, 25.2. Uh, Manuel Lanzini, 14.4. Uh, Pablo Fornals, 14.4. Jared Bowen, 14.4. Thomas Suchek, 10.8. Uh, Babwana, uh, 8.55. Uh, yeah, Bobrena, whatever his name is. Bobrena. Uh, so Antonio, same price. Sounds about right. Uh, Antonio, same price. Uh, Antonio 5.85, Cresswell 5.85, Masawaku 5.85. And then we get down to the Mark Nobles, Jack Wilshire, Snodgrass and Ajeti all 4.32. Uh, 3.6 for Federicks, Fabianski 2.88, Randolph 2.5, Cadasio, uh, Codosio even, 2 million. Sanchez 1 million, I think we'd snap their hands off. 720,000 for Zabaleta. And finally, David Martin, a bargain at 220,000. Add all them up, you get to uh, 258 million. Um, do, I know transfer market often a bit out or, or, or a bit low. Does, does that seem about right? Uh, no, it don't to me. Basically. No, you think that's too low? Yeah, I think some of them valuations. So that's... Uh, that's down from 316 million down to 258. Uh, the story does say that the Premier League alone has lost 1.6 billion from players' values, so a lot of people are a lot worse off. And nine billion, but it's all relative, globally has been knocked off player valuation. It, 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 because this is a worldwide thing, surely that's got to be replicated around the world. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably see. But if you bought, uh, it's like house prices. If you bought at the top of the market, you, you're in a bit of trouble. Anyway, let's talk about uh, finances. Uh, obviously, I think Karen Brady was proved right to not use a furlough scheme because Spurs did a U-turn, Liverpool did a U-turn. <clears throat> we talked last week about Brady and Andy Mullet having a, uh, conference call before the deferment was made. Um, what, what what are you hearing? I'm certainly hearing that you know there was under ten million left in the bank, um, and not enough to pay April's wages before the deferment and the thirty million pound injection came along. Where where, where do you sit on the uh, whole financial board's position on you know we're in trouble? Well, I think it's quite obvious that if there is no income, because the income side, in, I, I don't know how they're going to divvy up the TV money. I think that's the big push at the end of the day. The season ticket money is sitting there in a pot, probably waiting to be spent. How many games were left home games? Four, five, five, I think, home games. So that's only about, let's be generous, say it's £10 million. Um, it's the TV money that they're relying on that the Premier League are holding on to or the TV company holds on to. I don't know how it's structured and how it's paid. 
well, I think that the I, I, th- I think it's it's paid. Just just my understanding is a lot of it's paid in July. Then it's monthly instalments. Facilities fees are paid after the games almost that month, and then finally the merit payments are paid at the end of the season. But as, as income dried, um, and this is the thing I don't know the finances. So as income dried up, does the Premier League not pay the money? Well, apparently not. Not from the broadcasters. The broadcasters. So. Again, this is not a story in the 16, so it's, we're up to 17 now. Um, the broadcast, particularly Sky and BT, have done a deal saying, you know, we we forego claiming the money back if you give us more games. Give us more games next season or extend the deal. We won't demand our money back. They think some of the foreign uh, broadcasters might demand their money back, but they reckon they can limit that to about £150 million, mm. which... Divided by 20, it's, what, seven and a half million pound a, a club, not the end of the world. It's a so chunk of change for I a club. I think the money's Ham. still there. Sorry? It's a chunk of change for a club like West Ham. Because mm. that seven and a half million could only come out of the, the profit or anything they're putting in the transfer markets. Well, we haven't got, I mean, as we've got a payroll, the owners, um, I've, I've, they've done the right thing in the, the the rights issue or whatever way you look at it, they've put another £30 million pound into the club. Because at the end of the day, if they increase the shares, amount of shares there, as long as every um, shareholder puts in the right amount of money, then the actual percentage of ownership won't change, will it? So... No, he won't. Not at unless, all. So unless some shareholders take the option of not buying, and therefore Sullivan. No, I, I, my understanding is that they're all putting, all putting in. in. All therefore, the, the, the ownership. So what that is, basically, frankly, when you look at it, that is purely a thirty million cash injection into the club, mm. and you know, agree, Knockham. You know, they're doing what it takes. No. I think the furlough. I think if I think if a lot more football clubs had furloughed, I think West Ham would have joined in. Yeah. But perhaps they did the right thing in waiting to see how the land lie. Yeah. Before they did that. Um. So, you know, I'd, I've said it before. I think for me, um, once this football resumes, I think the the the, the Golden Sullivan out people like myself really need to sit on their hands I think it will be for me personally I will sit on my hands it will be difficult to um, want to protest to get them out of the club yeah Um, Yeah, I agree uh, whether a new conciliatory fan ownership board can be then put in place you might as well kill the SAB or the OSAB or the OSAB. Well, it is dead, isn't yeah, it? Well, they were still supposed to meet, weren't they, and everything. You know, clear the decks, you know, when the football starts, finish the season, then looking at get the elected, properly elected, or or some type of fan representation put in 
that the fan that the fans that the, the, the rank and file fans will listen to and respect. But then again, those people, if they're going to walk in and say, "You lot have got to sling your hook," you know, is there a market for clubs? I mean, now the Saudi Arabians are bought. How many Arab countries are there out there looking for a football club? Well, King of Brunei, I think, was one of the uh, people. Um, Touted to to buy in the, the past. Thing, the think. problem is where West Ham sort of again behind the eight ball is that now Newcastle have been bought. So that's you know if we look at it, say they're going to throw money at it to go Champions League. So what are we looking at? Seven clubs now chasing four places. If you're a billionaire, yeah, you know, are you going to want to be an eighth club because you're going to think you could spend billions and get nothing back? How far do you want to go it? And this is why I find it strange the Saudi Arabians buy Newcastle. Because I'm not saying it's it's a close shot, but the likes of, for me, the likes of Arsenal um, and, and and possibly Chelsea have got, have got a problem coming. Um, and United yeah. will generate the money. It's not, even though it's not a you know, Premier League podcast as such, but Man United will generate the money. To, to fund itself, Liverpool, yeah, the owners, Man City, we know. So therefore, you know, it's, I mean, look at Leicester come from nowhere. You know, they're going to have money now, aren't they? I was like, I was like, who knows? It's a different world. Let me move on. Is on it, if West Ham was bought, would that be chasing an impossible dream? Is it? Well, I don't know whether the fan base would want to chase that or not. Me personally, I wouldn't be keen on that because we've, we've done that in the past and we've got our fingers burnt badly. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I can't put my crystal ball at the moment because I think it's difficult because uh, so much has changed. Uh, what will the mark, where, When will the season finish? What division will we be in? What... Um, um, you know, what What will next season look like? Uh, will there be a transfer market? How long will it be? I mean, there's so many questions unanswered. You know, as I said last week, the board say they want certainty. And at the moment, there's no certainty. So all this rubbish about, you know, we're interested in this £25 million striker. I'm not even going to bother to mention the transfer rumours in the last six days since the last time we broadcast, because it's ridiculous. Each time I go, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish. You know, to say we're competing with for 25 million players when we can't even pay the payroll in April, it's just ludicrous. Yeah. Absolutely it's, it's, ludicrous. A lot of it's fed by Twitter. I mean, there's a Twitter account that I see that tweets nonstop, endlessly transfer rumours that put around. And I, yeah, I exactly. look at it and you think, that's at West Ham football, and you think, mate, that's rubbish. <laughs> you think that's rubbish. And, and like, you know, you know I, I, I have automated. Anyway, moving on. It is funny because you, you see a tweet from your account and we think, <laughs> no, nah, that ain't true. Yeah, you I need know. to have a word of your know. robots. But hey, yeah. I, I'm a news, my, my robots. <clears throat> Season ticket. Yeah. So we're paying ten and a half million pound in the payroll. Uh, obviously, some of that will be deferred now. We're paying something like four and a half million pounds in uh, instalments for players we bought under the Pellegrini era per month. So at the moment, 
uh, as we approach May, we usually have season ticket money in the bank. You know, they rely on and they they forecast and they model cash flow of selling the season tickets around now and getting that cash flow in. But obviously that money's not there. So as we look really, really, so just just to cover another story, in the last week, um, Premier League, they made another statement which said nothing last Friday. They, the, the Premier League chairman met again last Friday. But there is more and more s- stories, and this follows Rick Parry in the EFL, saying that the PL have secretly set a deadline to start the Premier League again by the 8th of June, which would mean that training starts for three weeks, uh, sort of mid-May. Uh, so around the 16th of May, training would restart, assuming the government relaxes some some guidelines to allow that. Um, and then the Premier League would start um, in on June the 8th, and they would then try and fit it in. Originally apparently nine clubs were saying they wanted to finish it by the end of June to solve all these contractual problems with players' contracts ending by the end of June. In our case, Suchek, uh, um, Sanchez and um, Zavaleta, but obviously for other clubs, it's a lot more. Uh, do you think that's feasible? Do you think it's feasible to start football again behind closed doors by the 8th of June? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. I don't I think we're going to... I mean, I've got a few for if you. We're How much season, I mean, if you take the existing season ticket money, it's easy for me because I'm band five. What do they owe you? Well, I've worked that out, actually. So if, if you look at the accounts, £23.5 million gets taken by season ticket money. So if you, I, I've divided, if you divide that equally, right, you get to about six million quid, right? Now, you know when you sell, I know you don't, but when you sell season tickets, they pro rata it depending on the yeah. game. So if it's an A game, you get more B game. It's too difficult to work out for every band, right? And I, to be honest, don't have the time at the moment. But approximately, I've worked out, actually, it's more likely to be, there's one A game left and the rest, the other four games will be B games. I've worked out that they're probably going to say it's worth five million. But how that how that five million would you, is actually pro rata down would, to each band? Would you? Um, uh, it's a tough thing for fans, but it's to say it's easy for me. Band five. Would you be prepared to say, to, but for the benefit of the club, I tell you what, keep that money. Well, funny you should say that, Nigel, because I did a Clarence Hugh pub last I week on this with a thousand okay, people. Go on. I'm curious. Right, to so see the season ticket. I asked. I asked a question, yeah. right? It wasn't uh, no no board members asked me to to uh, to write this. By the way, I said, would you accept a discount over one year's a season ticket discount? Two years? Would you want a, an immediate cash refund? Would you forego all money for the good of the club, or would you insist it's donated to charity? How do you think people answered? This is the problem. Your polls. Too busy, mate. Too many answers there. Why not just have, for the benefit of the club, would you be prepared to donate your money? You know why I asked it that way. Because it, but, di- you know, we don't it say dilutes it, it as well, the answers. All right. So I will let me ask, tell you the answers. Tell me whether you would. 48% said they'd accept a discount next. So in, in the next year's, uh, next season. So they would get a discount 
in next um, season's uh, season ticket. 25% wanted an immediate refund. 15% agreed that they could it could the discount could be split over two years. Six percent would forego money completely, and seven percent said it should be donated to charity. All right. Now I then said that means the majority would accept a discount, and I was shouted out and said, "No, no, no!" Just Clarence Hugh readers. But I argued that you know they are proportionate. A thousand readers are a good representation of West Ham to try and suggest that Twitter would be more uh, likely. I mean, most people would say, look, whether it comes into my account or whether it comes off my next season should make no difference to us, you know? Mm. I personally, to help the club, would allow would uh, do it over two years. I'm in the 15%. I don't know where you sit on it. Would you forego altogether? Are you in the yeah. 6%? Yeah. I'll, 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 well, that's good of you. I'd, I'd just, even no matter what band I probably was, I would probably look at it as, um, as yeah, I, I would say to the club, keep the money because is you know, it's saying about the club of are in this trouble because of wasting money or whatever they're in this trouble because of the world situation. So therefore, yeah. as I say, it's easy for me as a band five when I look at it, they're probably into me for about. 40 50 quid yeah maybe a bit more you know yeah well it's less for you yeah. it'd be a bit more for That's me what I'm but, saying. you I'm... know actually the interesting thing is the terms and conditions but if people did that, they might it might free the money up a bit quicker that's for me what I'll... the terms and conditions actually don't say how many home games a season ticket is made up of well it doesn't say 19 yeah games. but if they if they played that that's the wrong way to go about yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think anyone would do that. Leicester City has been me, sort of... Um, shows up the highlights with the lack of a proper fan representation board that had some, yeah. you know, they could be able to go to members and say, look, we're, we're here. You know, the problem is, you know, United protest movement, WISA, a narrow protest movement, hanging on the coattails of Amish United. So there's nowhere really normal fans can can go, is there? No, that's not the moment, and not that they could get together. Um, maybe there should be a virtual meeting of fans. Um, <clears throat> let's move on to some other aspects of of the suspension. There's been a lot of talk. Some players, the PFA said, oh, some are worried about playing behind closed doors. They're worried about injuries. They're worried about um, you know, the health of their families if, if they're asked to play. Um, and actually, one player who plays for Notts Forest, Forest Nottingham actually Forest, said please. he will go, Nottingham Forest said he will go on the strike if the season is declared null and void. And you're going, what? So some some players are saying they could go on the strike if, if they're forced to play. Some are saying they will go on strike if, if the season is cancelled. Do players have too much power? Um, <laughs> possibly. The, the, the PFA is a strong union, so they've got good control over the players. And they can, can you know, the, the players will all fall in line behind the PFA, basically, at the end of the day. So if okay. go on. 
So I was going to say, moving on from that, uh, Karen Brady in a column um, said on, on Saturday in a Sun column that lots of complex questions need to be answered about player safety um, before they, the Premier League can move forward. Well, look, Cease is scrabbling around. Cease, the thing is, you cannot take you know anything she says. Uh, with any for any reason is she's the only reason she, we know she wants the league scrapped. Yeah, it embarrasses West Ham. She keeps coming out with all these excuses. Yeah, the reason she, why she, she wants it I, done is she's scared the club will be relegated. And and that she she also said she also said that uh, the lady, London Stadium would need five hundred staff just to be empty. You know, media people, groundsmen, facilities, security, lift people, you know, electricians, groundsmen, uh, medical oh, staff. She would gladly point and, and out that's not her problem, is it? No. So what, maybe why? you'd volunteer. Wouldn't it be cool to be one of those people in an empty stadium, be one of those 500? Maybe you could uh, be a casual uh, match worker. For well, the I mean, they wouldn't need stewards, would they, as such? They would need a certain... No, but level. they need security. Yes, but that would be club security, wouldn't it? That yeah. they're paying already? So, so moving on... That they're paying already? Mo- moving on. Yes. Yeah, so true. Let's get that right. I don't know if you looked up, but we talked last week about West Ham had 542 staff. I hope you looked that no. up because you, you questioned me on yes, that. Yes, I did. Um, I still don't believe. The... Um, the London Stadium paying their own staff, but the contractors have still not answered. So we're talking uh, Delaware North. We've got casual staff and um, who else? Uh, G4S, uh, Expedite, I think. Uh, Wise Security, I'm thinking of all the... Um, all of them with their own casual staff, I believe, are using the furlough scheme, although it's it's difficult to get a straight answer out of it. But anyway, let, let's talk about another thing that came in. This is a time story, which we covered on Clarent U. Artificial noise. Premier Club's talking about pumping artificial noise into the stadium uh, to help players and help the, the, the atmosphere for football. And, and also on from that, a German idea, which you'd heard about, of, of the ability to buy, buy cardboard cutouts of yourself to put in your seat uh, to create a little bit of a artificial crowd, together with banners and flags, etc. When we spoke on WhatsApp, you seemed to think that was a good idea, didn't you? I, I like the cardboard cutout idea. So there'd be like a, yeah, a so virtual Nigel um, sitting in his seat uh, and... Um, you know, they are piping noise. You know, there's a funny story. I think I told it before about the Castilla game. Uh, the, one of the directors of the club went down to the dressing room at half time at the bowling ground, the, the ghost game, uh, to ask the players to stop swearing because because there was no crowd in the stadium. They could hear everything that was being said by the players. Um, and it was upsetting the directors' wives. <laughs> who <laughs> instead of hearing crowd yeah. could actually hear the players shouting and swearing at each other. Um, I would imagine that would be picked up by the TV cameras more. So when you go, I mean, you think, oh, I don't know about you, I used to go reserve football, been under 23 football where you get like, you know, 500 people there or whatever. And you can hear yeah, everything yeah. that goes on. So yeah, you can. And, you and can. that probably will be picked up. That would be pretty cool. 
Yeah, I don't, you know. You're not a big fan of the artificial noise then, the crowd noise? No, I'm not. But the cardboard cutouts, yes. Well, you're right. I mean, the, we did a Clarence Hugh poll, obviously, and, and the vast majority, over 50%, said, no, we don't. Leave it empty. No out, no cutouts, no flags, no banners. I mean, I'll, just I'll leave it before I take it in. If West Ham are going to play behind closed doors, play it at um, Rush Green. Yeah, you did say that, actually. Yeah. Rush Green. There's no All right, well, I'm, I'm going to move on because 17 stories. I still haven't got through them. Um, well, we can, so, you know, or a few, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Any any old irons. One of the community spirits or Dunkirk spirit. Um, I've been told that, that supporter services, foundation people and each other have been calling all on any old irons is this community group of West Ham fans over 65. It, members have been calling each other. Uh, West Ham staff have been checking on it. I just think it's, it's a bit about the club no one ever hears about. And and I wrote the story because I heard something and I thought, well, actually the club should say something about that. There is a bit of the, you know, this is bringing the world together and, and people are checking on it. You know, we we talked about last week about the sad news of, of Ken and Betty, but, but you know, it's good that... The thing is, when the, the club, me, when the club and other people, do stuff like this... I just find it's always the cynical part of me that thinks uh, you're just doing it. But they didn't write about well, it. Good, I wrote then. about it. Well, after then, found out. The fact that it's not highlighted, then you know, I, I, I quite think that's a good idea. Then that they're still being a bit yeah. proactive. You know. Uh, anyway, let, let's move away from pandemic. Let's talk about some uh, player news. Uh, Anatovic, uh could come back. Um, of course, we ran a poll on it. Uh, this all stemmed from him uh, talking to um, Masuaku on social media, saying, get me back, bruv, or something along those lines. Uh, it's it's a bit like Marmite. Some people went, yeah, and some people, not in the million years. Where do you sit? Um, listen, footballers nowadays, when they played for you, you know, we know these mercenary types have got no love for the club. And when they behave in that way, it doesn't surprise me. So therefore, if he was available and West Ham had the chance to bring him back, worth a gamble, in my opinion. At the end of the day, yeah, the bloke okay. scored goals, you know, which we have a problem doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking of scoring goals, uh, Jordan Hugo has come out and said... He's been uh, playing for QPR all season with a groin problem. He's just had groin surgery. Uh, he's done quite well at QPR. Would you, would you have him back? Um, I know he's a Moyes favourite because Moyes signed him. Would you have him back at, at West Ham next season? Oh, he's a West Ham pl- next season. Um, if QPR don't want him, if I, I don't think he really got a fair crack at a whip. Yeah, I think you're you right. Know, I don't think he got, you know, he's, if he's been carrying a groin injury and he scored 11 goals and how many assists or whatever for QPR, I know it's a championship. Got? We might be in the championship. Um, so I'm just looking. I, I don't think he's that's played bad. 35 games and scored 11 goals. Um, yeah, with a groin injury. That's not bad, is it? So let's have a look at Preston. See, the, the thing is, it's weird. I never really looked at him. You look at his goal ratio at Preston. 103 games, 23 goals. 
that don't scream like, you know, we should be buying him. I think, I'm like you, I, I think maybe you should be given a chance. I'm not sure what a jetty's going to do and whether, you know, if you've got a chance between Hugo and a jetty, I, I don't know. Well, I'd rather I'd play Hugo than a chance under Moyes. To be fair. Yeah. It's a bit harsh, yeah. maybe. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, senior insiders, we just ran this day on Clarence Hugh. Suchek will sign. We will find the money, the 12 million. That, I mean, we've actually got an obligation to, to sign him anyway, so it's not a case of but only know, if we stay up. wriggling out of it. As long as we're in the Premier League, we have to sign him. So we'll find the 12 million right. that we haven't got. We well, say we haven't got. Um, right. That, that they will, you know, that we will sell players. Well, here you go. So the next story is, obviously, there's been a lot of rumours that we will sell Philippe Anderson or, or Declan Rice. Uh, and in fact, Indy Carla, I think his name is Indy Carla, oh, who's this fake in the know. He went, big news, big news. First of all, I think he ran a story yesterday saying West Ham in financial trouble. Yeah, big news, mate. Uh, today he went, big West Ham news at one o'clock. And his big West Ham news is uh, West Ham board have put, um, Declan Rice on the market. Uh, our sources say no. He's off limits unless a bid of a hundred in the region of a hundred million pound comes in. So unless someone's prepared to pay a hundred million pounds for Declan Rice, we're told senior sources say no chance whatsoever. No one's going to pay a hundred million pound in the current market, are they? No, I can't see that happening. To be fair. Um, I think we're, we're coming to the end of my section. Um, the only other thing, uh, I'm, a little bit of, uh, so there was a few anniversaries. I know you did something. John, John Lyle's death was, was last week. Um, there was a story about Arsenal, uh, rejected, um, Tevez and Mascarano before, uh, West Ham. Um, and well uh, it was the anniversary of, um, well, I didn't know it. I didn't know it till this week. It was hawked around that they they thought it was dodgy and they turned yeah, it. Yeah, I I was I believed it was um, about three or four. I think Liverpool and Man United the same. You John John Lyle. I know I wrote a story on John Lyle. Um, I don't think he's enough remembered as as much as other people. But you you published a letter on on Twitter which quite interests me. Could you want to tell our listeners what what it was? Yes, it was the the letter that the club sent to John Lyle's dad when they hired him or, or, you know, picked him up whatever age he was. I don't know what age he would have been, 15, I believe, in 1955. And um, it basically says, uh, this is to confirm your son, John, will commence work here in the office on Tuesday, 2nd of August, 9am, £4 a week, which I suppose 1955 might have been good money for a 15-year-old. It's also a condition of his employment. He's allowed to go back to school to study for GCSEs or GCEs. Uh, (laughs) And I'm sure you would appreciate my suggestions to the letter, which will benefit him in the future. Uh, Signed by Ted Fenton. There you go. So 30th of July, 1955. And they lived at Claybury Parade, Woodford Green, which... There you go. Which was above a shop, I believe. And there was another picture. There was another picture, and you said who it was. I can't remember. Someone actually walked to John Lyle's grave, 
uh, and took a picture of it with a West yeah, Ham Simon scarf and etc. That's where, where is that? That's in it's in a cemetery just outside of Ipswich. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. All right, okay. All right, fair enough. So the last thing I'm going to talk about, uh, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the David Moyes interview um, by Richard Keyes and Andy Gray? So he was interviewed on Skype. It's quite, it's, it's on Clarence Hugh today, actually. Oh, so you can go and watch it. 19 minute interview. Um, It's interesting because they ask him about everything. They quiz him about the first time he went to West Ham and was he bitter or hold any resentment to the board? And he says, no, he, couldn't he say, does yes, say, this is a little dig. He does give a little dig at Pellegrini going, West Ham haven't really moved on from when I got back there. Nothing had changed. West Ham hadn't moved on from the time I'd left, which seems to be a bit of a dig. He says, West Ham players are certainly not on holiday. Uh, they all have personal fitness programs set by the medical staff uh, because they could get a call to return uh, at short notice to football. He says uh, Kevin Nolan is a really uh, valuable addition to his backroom team because he can help communicate to the players because he's been there and he's he's someone who knows his way around the club. Um, but he does say, um, and I'll go on to why, he is concerned about possible injuries in rushing players back in three weeks and an intense concentrated fixture list to get the season done. My sources say, like Brady, he wants the season privately. He wants the season declared null and void. Uh, but then he would. Then again, he gets a bonus. If we don't go down, I don't know how that would sit. Yep. Two million. You know, and the last thing he signs off with, and I'm pleased to go and watch the video because I've got it on my YouTube channel, actually. You don't have to go to Clanton. You can go to my YouTube channel. Um, he signs off and he's asked this question by, uh, they're out in Qatar or wherever it is in uh, Dubai, um, Doha. Uh, so this was on Beyond Sports. Beyond. How do you pronounce it? Beyond Sports. Uh, he signs off. He says, are you a better coach now when you left Everton? What do you reckon he says? 
I'd guess he says, yes, he is, because football's moved on. He does. He says, football's moved on, <coughs> coaching's moved on, and I've got a lot better experience. So if you haven't seen it, there's a few interesting insights. Without football, I, go and spend 19 minutes. And while I'm on that, um, because there hasn't been anything on, I have spent a long time publishing content from YouTube. There's a lot of content out there, a lot of stuff from Nigel on his Reel of History, but also Rob Banks has done some season reviews. So I've been publishing one season review a day. Uh, I've got, I, I think there's all the ones in the 80s, most of the 90s. I've got some other ones in the 2000s. I am this week or next week publishing every FA Cup final West Ham have been involved in. Uh, I don't have the full 1923, but I've got something from Nigel about the White Horse final. And then I've got the full final that I'm publishing one day of uh, 1964 and then 75 and then 80 and then 2005, if you can bear it. What? What do you mean, what? 1965. Did I say 64? No. What about 1965? Oh, 65. You're talking about the European. Oh, welcome. That's given me... Uh, that that's uh given that that's a good that idea. Very so uh if you want if you're if you're bored and you want to watch some content, there is a ton of content. We're, I actually I'll put some links up onto it on to the Facebook fair, page. Anyway, night, we have yeah, yeah, I've been watching uh I started the other night, I watched two episodes a night of or like one last night, I was tired, match of the seventies. Uh, and I'm about to go into match. Yeah, know, there's some good stuff out there. Uh, complete there? episodes. They're 45 some good stuff. So I'm getting my football fix off of YouTube, um, which I've done long before you discovered. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, could, can you watch, and, and I, I look for long ones, and, and the club have been doing their bit of publishing two-hour. You know, they've published the uh, um, Mark Noble. They've yeah. published Last um, Game of Bowling. The Last of yeah. the Bowling. Yeah. They've done last week. They did uh, West Ham Arsenal at Highbury, which was a good, another good one. Can you watch the 2006 FA Cup final again, or is it too painful? No, me, I love watching it. I've watched it. I've got the yeah. DVD. Turn off it. at the penalties. No, 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 Just don't no, watch no, the penalties. I watch it. Yeah, it, you know, I, me personally, I love the FA Cup. I was brought up watching it. I nearly got on mastermind. Yeah. One of the best FA Cups ever. Well, wasn't not that. It? Just I nearly actually got on mastermind. And my specialist subject was FA Cup finals <laughs> from 1969 onwards. So I used to be able to rattle off every winner oh, of the really? FA Cup from 1969 onwards yeah. till you won it, what the score, who the score was, the referees, blah, 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 blah. I collect FA Cup final programmes. 1984. Uh, Everton beat Watford 2-0. Andy Gray got the second goal, I believe. 1992. Uh, Liverpool beat Sunderland. Yeah, Steve. Two thousand and two. Uh, I think that was when Arsenal beat Chelsea. I think that was Ray Parler. Two thousand and seven. Uh, first one back at Wembley. Chelsea one nil. Drogba. Two thousand and seventeen. Two years ago. God, see, it's the modern ones that really trick me up. Funny enough. Yeah, I know. Two thousand and seventeen. Uh, uh, you're out of time. Let me, let me roll, because there's a system you have to go. You can't, you can't search it's it. Not, I'm not searching it. I'll do it off the top of my head. I, I want to say Chelsea, but I don't think it was. No, Arsenal to the light. Well, 2020. 
well, ain't been played. Was it not Arsenal? Was it when Arsenal? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask oh. me. I know. I know nothing about West Ham. Never alone bloody. I don't think they clubs. beat Hull. I think that was twenty sixteen, but I think it was Arsenal twenty seventeen. Anyway, lots of content uh, on on uh, Clarence Hugh, lots of content on YouTube, lots of content on Nigel's. Talking of that, last question I'm going to ask you before we go to questions. How are you getting on with the uh, your new project? And can you give us any I've done a lot with on, it this week. To be fair, last week I've been like, I'm, you know, working in my shed. Remind, if people haven't listened, remind uh, uh, the people on your project. No, and, the, well, and what you know, we'll like. it'll be about 10 minutes long. So I've got, I'm starting to tell the history of West Ham in a way that it's never been told, basically. More about the people Good. behind the Good. scenes rather than the players. I look forward to it. I know you we don't, love content. Because you don't stop badging right. me about any it. Other, any, <laughs> yeah, any other... Uh, well, we're talking about uh, our friend um, Canning Town Len has done a little new feature oh, talking yeah, about you, content. You've done your interview uh, today, don't you, with Golden Sullivan? I have done an interview. It's a, a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. I hope people will find it amusing because it takes the piss out of me. Uh, but I'm a good sport for it. Um, and, and I hope people take it in the spirit it's meant Brady I think you're going to get, um, get a bit of stick to be fair <laughs> yeah of course yeah um, anything any topics you want to mention before uh, we go to questions no right it's time for this yeah it's Facebook, Twitter, question time, where you, the eight listeners, ask Nigel, the one presenter, questions of statement and fact after we've been rambling on for 55 minutes. Nigel. Right, here we go. I've just got it. I've just found it. So it's Facebook question time, people. This is what I've posted with stories about the club's finances struggling with the players possibly having to be sold. Do you, A, believe the stories? I felt people didn't believe. Uh, B, think the owners should bankroll the club, no matter not what the losses are. And C, who wouldn't you sell? I also said anything else is welcome. Dan Perry is... Uh, oh, no, actually, I've got to do this uh, from the bottom upwards because otherwise a lot of people agree with the first person to post. Sestelios was first. Uh, all right, still. He says, yes to A, uh, he does believe the stories, as it's not just West Ham who could be facing financial crisis. He says, but the board have burnt their bridges from the past, as fans will see this as an excuse for the board not to spend money again. Uh, B, if you own a club, you should be prepared to bankroll it. I disagree with that. But we are in very uncertain times, as even the richest of clubs are going to suffer heavy financial losses. And C, he says he knows who he would sell, which would be Balbuena, Yarmolenko, Lanzini, Wilshere, if you'd get money for him, Fredericks and Masuaku. He wouldn't sell Fabianski or Creswell because he'd be a backup. Uh, Anderson, Snodgrass, Noble, Bowen, Fornells, Ogbonna, Haller. He wouldn't sell Suchek, but we don't own him still. Come and keep up, son. Antonio and Rice. Uh, but if we need to in-check funds, he thinks Lanzini's the main full guy. Uh, rather than even though yep. it could be Anderson or Haller, strange enough. He said, have we seen the end of spending in football? 
have we seen, seen the end of big spending in football? <coughs> Possibly. Right. Have we seen the end of billion-pound TV contracts? Possibly. You're, you're great. I think we might see. Answers, uh, really, you. Uh, as the football financial bubble finally burst. Probably. And is football Possibly. going to stop Maybe. embarrassing itself by clinging on for desperate life, no pun intended, he says, to ending the current season? Again, I Possibly. disagree with him Maybe. now. I don't think they are embarrassing itself. The football season has to be finished. There's no rule that says it has to be finished by a certain date. Difficulties, like players' contracts and everything, everything can be overcome. So even if they don't finish it till December, it still be the 2019-2020 season. So I think you just have to get on and, and see what it is. And I think when there is that much money, and it could put businesses out of, you know, businesses out of existence or football clubs into great difficulties, I think, you know, you have to go that extra mile. Nick Harvey. Evening, gents. Well, it's just Nick Harvey. So he didn't know that. Evening. Uh, let's start with a question, he says. Would you have been happy if the Saudis had bought WH UFC and not Newcastle? Sean. We've done that. Did you well, do it? We've asked, I asked you yeah. that. No, I wouldn't be happy. I'm, I'm, uh, I would be disgusted. Uh, human rights and all that lot. No, I'm happy with the current owners. Be careful what you wish yeah. for. And put Carrot and you out of business as well, uh, Nick. Um, I think there's undoubtedly financial challenges for most clubs, which is largely to be down to the protected status of player contracts. I really don't see why players should be protected when 99.9% of the population are not. I agree with Nick now. Uh, owners should be in it for the long haul. Good times and the bad times. It means stumping up the cash and so be it. They have put £30 million in. He'd sell anyone if the price is right. This summer, there'll be very few clubs spending big and most will want to sell, not buy, which will drive down prices. Bargains to be had if you can find the cash. Of course, that won't be Sullivan. will be looking to generate cash. He's still Brady out. I'm still Brady out. 30% pay cut doesn't change anything as far as she's concerned. 100% with you, mate. She's still got to go. Uh, Dave Fulcher, and this is why I to read Stelios is out, because Dave Fulcher goes, I agree with Stelios. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, uh, Belinda Kekakakakakatis. No matey peeps. She says she believes the stories and thinks all clubs will be hit regardless. She thinks owners will and should bankroll clubs. There should not be any penalties for doing this from governing bodies. Unfortunately, I think every club, including ours, will have to consider selling players, depending on the depth of the financial challenges. She thinks no owner will... Assuming there's a market to buy players. Well, this is the thing. Because you're not going to sell someone like Declan Rice for £10 to balance the books when you know if you hold on to him. It's it's like I think I said earlier, like a housing market. You know, you've bought... You bought a, all right. We didn't buy Declan Rice, but you got something worth hundred million, and you're going. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna I sell unless I really I'm gonna wait till the market. Improves. I think this is a realization now. You know, hundred million, fifty million for a player. I don't think that can. When when you look at the amount of people dying because of not so much a lack of money, but you know, throughout the world, 
possibly because of lack of money, because countries haven't got the money to buy the right protective equipment for their population. It may be a realignment now of football, and the, the bubble was still said maybe about the birth. I'm not going to talk about anything medical. After the last time I got in trouble talking yeah. about the coronavirus, so I'm going to abstain from giving my opinion on, on pandemics or anything to do with that. She says, fans won't like it, but if the club is transparent and honest, then we should have nothing to complain about. I agree with Adele. She is pragmatic about this. Hopefully we're all well and socially distancing. That's a kiss each for me and you as well. Two kisses there. Thank you very much, Bill. All right. Kiss back. Thanks, Kat. Uh, You're my friend. Carl again. Roberts says, no, how can players have to be sold? Who's buying them? Every every club in every major league is in the same boat. Or are they going to chase the cash in China? Uh, <laughs> probably not. Lefarnatovich wants that. Uh, Maid Merian answers to A, uh, which I'll just highlight again what A is, people. A was believe the stories. He does believe the stories. Uh, and then he says, B, yes, but they won't. So, which is put money into the club. But they've done it, though, Marion. I'll point out, they've put 30 million into the club, all the all the shareholders. And he says, C, we're a selling club. So, it's an irrelevant question. He's got a few more. He's got a question for George, but he's not here. So, we don't get to ask that. Well, let's answer it. Well, all right, then. Question for George. With the top two draft picks... In the from the 2015 drafts, Marcus Mariota and James Winston, both released by the by the teams who drafted them. Do you think that in Thursday's draft, clubs should be wary of signing Joe Burrow and Tuukinagamalopilipapala Tagiovalayala? You should have said this name because it, he's got more yes. letters than the alphabet. This geezer has believed immediate yes. starting. Yes, the answer is yes. Uh, he's got a question yes. for John. Yes. Yeah. Who do you personally believe are the greatest players to ever play the game? His top five are Pele, Maradona, George Best, Ronaldo and Messi. It's hard to disagree with that. Do you think? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And Jonathan Spector. Let's not forget Jonathan Uh, Spector. Question for Nigel. Nigel. (laughs) What is your favourite Smith song? Um, what difference does it make? To be fair, I knew you were going to say why. That. I just thought in my head, what difference does it make? Oh, oh you did that. It I just was in my head Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And he says, Sean, can you read out again my question directed to George, which? <laughs> He did. That's what he thought. I'm going to screenshot this now and text it to you. And I want you, when you're ready, to read this name out. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Let me quickly yeah, do Yeah, all right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll just screenshot it. Da, da, da. Uh, I'm just going to highlight the name so you can just see the name. Done. Uh, so the is right. Here we go. Right. Bear with me, people. <laughs> Sean on WhatsApp. That's lucky he's at the top. Uh, picture. Last one. Bang. Right. Let me know when you got it. All right. Oh, no. Okay. Ready? All right. You got it? Yeah. Right. Go. Tugagama Ula Polo Tagavilola. I think you got the first name too short. 
because it's Tuani Gamana Ulapalawa. Yeah, well. Uh, Dave Jones. Anyway, I've said it. Anyway, uh, old Ziggy Stardust. Evening noises. Hope everyone's safe, which we are, to be fair. Even though Sean's working. Well, I'm not. Uh, in his humble opinion, he tends to believe the stories. Although there's a lot of money in football, it's a very fragile business. Likewise, his owners do have an obligation to try and keep the clubs afloat, but I'd really surprised if any owner did anything that would seriously jeopardise their lifestyle. Everyone has a price, and the Dildo brothers would sell their own grandmothers to keep their mansions intact. He's got a COVID question. Uh, if lockdown went on indefinitely, what takeaway would you miss the most? Um, it's a good question. Uh, takeaway still running, by the way. So it's a bit of a silly question. Um, no, I'm, I'm a bit partial to. Uh, I'm a bit partial to a tie. Are you, Mister Wadjui? Yeah, really. I like Chinese, but I like like thai. ping pong. Yeah. Uh, Love a bit of Thai. Oh, really? Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, me. Uh. And don't do the, oh, I love you long time jokes, because that would be completely improper. Love you long time. What, like that? Don't do that then. Yeah, what about Mr. Waddowee? Ah, ding dong. No, no. no, I'm, no. I'm just asking. Stay off this whole I'm just subject. asking. I'm not doing it. I'm just asking, so I won't do Move it. Move along. Nothing to see here. Well, Move I had pie mash the other day from Robbins in Wanstead, and I haven't eaten Robbins since they released them, because it was never my favourite when they released them, because there was always better shops. But I must admit, it's really improved. So if you want pie mash, and since my market where we sell shut down, so we can't trade from the market. I was going to say, what's happening to you? Are you furloughing your staff? Yes. Yeah, furloughed. Uh, so so you, your wife, and your son yeah, are all furloughed, all furloughed. Yeah, I furloughed from my business, and they're furloughed from the pie mash business because they shut the market. Um, I think we still could have traded. Yeah. Yeah. But I know Robin's pie mash people. So in June, to... as self-employed people, you'll be able to claim 80% of uh, of whatever you paid. Uh, yeah? I've, I've got an email. I think I can start you, uh... today for my business. Oh, yeah. can you? All right. Uh, yeah. Good. Anyway, moving <laughs> on, because I, I know you've got a quiz tonight. Yeah, tonight. I, well, I've got bingo. Um, bingo, that's yeah. it. <laughs> bingo. Yeah, it's uh, family bingo. Uh Richard Dodds, he goes, hello, my aunt. Well, he didn't go hello. He went, wow, my ansoms. But it's difficult for me to do wow in that type of accent. He goes, there is a saying, today's bad days will become tomorrow's good old days when you look back. I don't think we'll ever look back and go, do you remember the good old days of the coronavirus, to be fair, Dodds? Well, you, you say that, but do I mean... Think- Yeah, I know a number of people that are creating time capsules. They're keeping like uh, leaflets of, um, you know, the number ten letter, and and you know, leaflets are saying or print out saying coronavirus this or this, and 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 saying that or, or creating memories on Facebook of putting posts that they would be able to look back and go, oh, do you remember? <laughs> you know, it'll be something we tell our grandkids. And you go, you never believe this, but there's a while we couldn't go to the park. No, really? Yeah, yeah, we couldn't go. We couldn't go t- two metres of anyone, you know? Uh, our children will be telling the stories in like 80 years when we're dead and buried. I, I think people will talk back with nostalgia about this. 
the time where we socially distance from each other. Well, yeah, but this is what Dodsey does anyway now. He's retired anyway, isn't he? Spends his time yeah. around. Of course, he, he missed out. He was in the retail sector, wasn't he? Worked for yeah. Tesco's or something. Is he? You know, I know, are they, people have come out of retirement. He would be in his well, element, wouldn't I he? Well, I did point this Logistics out to him. Expert. He could be like Dad's army for Tesco's. He, wasn't he quite senior? He wasn't the bloke who... Who was um, like pushed the trolleys? I think. Was he like the bloke who pushed the trolleys into the, in the no, car park, or was he, he a bit more senior? Than a bit that? more than that, I think. I think he was probably veg. He was. I, I, he was prop. He was senior, wasn't he? Was he superstore or uh, general manager, was or good. was he CEO of Tesco's? One of those. Good with cabbages. Somewhere in between. Good with cabbages. Somewhere in between the bloke who pushes the trolleys to the CEO of Tesco. Somewhere in between there, I can't remember where. Tell us, Dodsey, what, what what rank were you at um, in, your, in your supermarket? Captain Manry. Assuming it was Tesco. Would it be Captain It could have been Audi or it could have been Lidl or no, it, it could Tesco. have been Sainsbury's. It was we Tesco. We worked with Miriam. Did yeah. he? There you go. He, he looked after the trolleys then. Well, I think Miriam looked after the trolleys. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miriam's more like Pike. Uh, I'm, I'm going to Google his name on Tesco and oh, yeah? see if he comes up. Anyway, go back to it. Yeah. He said, retired the circus Peter. with West Ham, can it get any worse? Uh, but he does believe the stories. Hell yeah. Do I think the owners should bankroll the cup? He says, yes, 1,000%. He wouldn't sell Fabianski, Diop, Anderson, Fournells, Rice or Bowen or anyone under 25 years of age. He's got a question. If Newcastle can be sold, does this not show how we are not a valued brand anywhere else in the world? So much for putting London on our badge, and it didn't do us no good, really, did it? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I found a story. Let me just reminisce. So I've looked, I found a story. I, I, I searched Richard Dodd's Tesco, and I found a story in the Somerset. <coughs> Country Gazette. Yes, you got to say, like, it's, you got it, to say, it's a country, country, county, no county Gazette, and and it's entitled and it's got a picture of Dodsey with a West Ham shirt. It says, "Moinehead staff, Tesco staff, cycle to the moon." It's a, it's a bit like um, David Sullivan, you know, um, World War Two bomber found on the moon. Moinehead Tesco staff, cycle to the moon, and it says, "I'm gonna read it." Star staff from Minehead's Tesco have joined forces with colleagues across the country to cycle to the moon for charity. See? And uh, I'm not going to do the rest of it. Um, but it says, and there's a quote at the end, right? Store manager, see, he's a yeah. store manager, Richard Dodge said, we are overwhelmed with everyone's enthusiasm to get involved and contribute to this massive challenge. We must also say a big thank you to the fitness station gym, which provided us with a bike for the day. So it only took a day to get there. Well, the Tesco aimed to raise £10 million for charity this year. Do you think that helped from ET? There is a picture. Have you, have you searched it? No, up? I'm going to look, mate. I, uh, Sorry? Do you think that helped from ET? Because his bike's uh, going to fly, haven't it? I can't believe he wants Tesco. He went down to the, uh, to the moon. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send you this in, in WhatsApp. He's going to kill me for mentioning yeah, this, isn't he? Do you know what? Send me the link, right? Because this is great. I'm going to put it on the Facebook group. I've just sent it to you. I'm going to put it on the Facebook group. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is brilliant. I've just sent it to I'll, you. I'll, I'll, right, I'll, go on. Let's move on. 
Well done, Dodsey, for, for cycling to the moon. And I tell you what, you look a lot slimmer in that photograph than you are now, mate. <laughs> well, that's retirement for you, isn't it? All that popcorn. Yeah, he he must have lost a bit of weight because yeah. he has to watch films at home now. Is he still watching films? Is he now Netflix instead of, you know, Cineworld? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the picture? No, I will, I will, I'll look at it after. Uh, You'll put it, we'll put it on the face. face. Sorry, sorry. It's we'll not very really entertaining. Time. Don't worry. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, it will be on the Facebook group, which is uh, facebook.com uh, slash yeah, more than just a podcast. You can see uh, epi- um, um, listener number six, uh, Dodsey, uh, cycling to the number moon. Six? In a what, you give him Bobby Moore shirt? God, you give them away. Well, yeah, I am, them. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Trying to get back in. Go on. That was the 6th, 17th of July, 2012. So well, he's got a question for me. Go on. He anyway. says, uh, how do oh. well, Nigel uh, and John, which John's not here, believe Premier League should support divisions two and three as they will be at the hardest? I think the Premier League should have a pot. Maybe each club puts in £250,000 and that gets put put down he's got a question for george which is quite funny will you continue to turn up and show interest in the podcast once this is all over <laughs> well no because should we tell you why george isn't he's here? decorating isn't he so usually he says i'm out yeah. but he couldn't use that excuse he's decorating <laughs> when oh, i'm supposed to be decorating uh, and sean do you think we'll bring what did john say uh john was just busy i think i think he was watching george online decorate um was that seems to be <laughs> is he, is he, Talking of that, is yeah. Sick, or what's that part downloaded uh, to watch him? Twitch. So uh, George has been doing, over the weekend, uh, has been DJing live sets on Twitch. So he's, he's a DJ in part-time. Is he? So he's been doing his sets, uh, playing Prodigy. Noise mainly, creator. Um, on, online. I didn't know our yeah. songs he played. Anyway. But anyway, he said, Sean, do you think we'll bring Dean Garner back? Yeah, I do. And uh, funny enough, one of the <clears throat> stories that didn't make my news review was Dear Garner turned 22 yesterday. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, Grady. Um, and, and I published, you know, he joined us when he was 12. He's he's come on tremendously. And I published oh, is that uh, two, you, two YouTube uh, videos, one of him with his goals and assists for West Ham, both at youth level and, and senior level because he scored two on his debut um, in the Caribou Cup. But also, his goals and assists for or, um, uh, West Bromwich Albion. And I tell you what, the boys come on tremendously. Have you seen his goals and assists for, for West Brom this season? I've seen a few, yeah. It's, it's spectacular. I know, I know it's the Championship, and he said Champion League, but he's spectacular, and I can't wait to get him back. And I, I really do. I know West Brom want to keep him, um, and, and he might want to stay. But I do hope he comes back to us because I think he's saying special. Mm. Thanks for that. Aunt- anyway, bingo! bingo yeah, I know that's why I'm waiting for you. You're holding me up, Auntie Pen, <laughs> who's Sorry. who's in proper lockdown. Auntie She's not Penn. allowed out three months till June. She's one of them. Um, I don't say that disparagingly. It's just that she's got like um bad asthma i think so um all right you can simplify the opd yeah she agreed with stelios that's why i had to read stelios out first if you can remember that far back paper we've been 
prattling on. Uh, she agrees that whilst owning clubs is now big business, it's all very money grabbing, but some owners are better than others and she don't consider ours in the better category. She'd like to know what they intend to do regarding season tickets that have been paid for and not used. Ooh, I think we sort of covered that, I've talked about uh, that. Auntie Penn. Uh, apologies if all this has been previously raised. No need to apologise. Uh, but no, she's on them. Good luck, Auntie Penn. All right, here you go. She's joined the Twitter Brady Blocks Club. She's on a mission now, especially regarding Brady. After I asked her a question on Twitter, and she blocked me. Keep up the good work, chaps, and stay safe. Well, I'll tell you what we should do. Next week, yeah. right, just as a special, yeah. I signed up. I, I was doing a, a a quiz for my missus' mother, who is in the States, in, in Atlanta. Oh. She was 70 uh, this week. So I bought um, Zoom for a month. Yeah. So I've still got a Zoom account. So you're allowed up to 100 people, I think, in the paid version of Zoom. Actually, 500 people. Now, we've only got eight listeners. So I think next week maybe we're advertising a Zoom that we can we can sort of have a virtual kind of um, get together, right? Not a quiz, but just a just a a virtual meeting. This, but I mean, (laughs) a virtual meeting. Let's see, let's see more than just a podcast uh, uh, listeners in the flesh. And we're advertising a particular time, maybe on a Monday night after the podcast, um, and we'll talk to our, our eight yeah. listeners. It would be great because, you know, with, with, with the presenters, well, like, we could do a, a Q&A. What a brilliant it, thing. More than just a podcast yeah. Q&A. Ask go. us what you've always wanted to know, but we would never bother to answer. Uh, yeah, in private. In private. No Patreon stuff. We're not going to ask you to give us money per month to do this. It's going to be completely free of charge. Uh, Just because I've got a Zoom account that I'm not using yeah. for the rest of the month. No, we could play bingo. Anyway, right, yeah. if we can hurry up, I might yeah. better play bingo because I've got my card. Yeah, go uh, And they've told me they're starting at seven yeah. with or without me. Uh, how about Rupert yeah. Murdoch? Eleven. Charlie Fox says, uh, could Rupert Murdoch, is Sky playing hardball over TV fees that puts clubs under pressure? And he has made billions out of the game. Time he gave back. No, Murdoch out. I like that, Charlie. <laughs> I was going to say that the sun is about to go buster. Heard uh, they lost sixty million last year. Um, Sky are going to be in trouble, but everything I've heard from Sky is they're not going to demand the money back. They just want extra rights when this is all over. They want to either extend they need to the protect deal by because they can't throw their toys out of the because if they lose football, no. they've got to bend over backwards. Actually, yeah. they will. Exactly. So, so I don't. I don't think Sky are taking the piss, uh, and they're going to take some losses by allowing people to suspend. So, you know, fair play to them. Let's not make this political, guys. Let's come and hurry up about Rupert Murdoch or anyone else. Ten minutes till bingo. And um, go on, go on. Right, let's Nick go. Standy, we've got a couple left. Nick Standy. Uh, yeah. Right, Nick. It says A. Yeah, partially he believes them. The stories. B. Only if they don't charge interest, extra money. Well, I don't think there is interest on the thirty million they're putting. Noble Fabianski. No, that's no. about it. So he's happy to sell anyone apart from Noble and Fabianski. He's put with Ashley oh. imminently leaving Newcastle. Would you have it at West Ham? Uh, do you know what? Funny enough, right? I would have Mike Ashley at West Ham. Would you? Yeah, because yeah, really? I think uh, right, he, uh, he did put money into Newcastle. Don't, don't get, you know, yeah, don't, yeah, you know. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Your yeah, choice. choice. I wouldn't. Go on. He's a Londoner, isn't he? They never liked him because he was a Cockney. Uh, 
Chris Williams, evening, gentlemen. You're doing a great job of producing content during this hiatus, whatever that word means. A, yes, he believes the stories. B, it can't be unlimited, but you'd like to think that if they were as big as fans as they claim, they would dig pretty deep, 30 millions deep enough, I think. Depends on the price, but I don't think it would be a seller's market, he says. And we don't have a great track record. No. Well, we, we, we've got a track, but True. we don't have a great track record and buying or selling. He said, if you had a choice between the bowling ground move to Stratford or the London Stadium move to Green Street, this is a good question. I've not seen this. Which would you choose? Yeah. Um, It's a really good question. Do you know, I'm, 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 I mean, there's, there's oh. so many things I want to make. I would say moving the bowling ground to Stratford because then you've got the transport, the green spaces, etc., and you just couldn't fit. Let's be honest. I don't you know. Let's say you could though. Let's say that the council not done. Let's face it. Liverpool managed to buy up land around Anfield. There's so much. You'd have to widen the streets. You'd have to build you know up what? transport uh, links. There's just so many extra. I could things. probably stomach that stadium if the, if it were really? the outside. Problem right. with anyway, forget I've got bingo. Walk. Yeah, I've got bingo, and the seats are being organised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ed Hughes, yeah. keep up the good work. Thanks, Ed. He, f- he thinks until a timeline for competing this season, behind closed doors, blah, blah, nobody really knows how long this will go on or how big the impact will be. Every business, and he says West Ham is a business, is trying to work out the impact. What do we know? Is costs in the short term need to be cut? Uh, then it's entirely scout. If we are in weeks before completion, we can probably bridge it with the money injected by the board. If it's months, then he suspects greater action would be needed. This is obviously the board financing. And at that stage, anything should be on the table. He would have thought, though, the first thing to be chopped is the transfer budget, then asking player staff to take a cut and a large deferment. He would say as well that he believes every team's in a similar state and cannot imagine any silly money deals happening whenever the window is moved to. Uh, Billy Hardy, all right, Bill, I don't know if you're playing bingo, but I hope to be there in a minute. Uh, It's the best chance to cash in on rice and have an excuse not to reinvest all the money. So he thinks they could sell the rice. Uh, uh, For me, listener number one, Darren Molan. I think we should promote Darren to listener number one or the famous listener. What was the famous listener number eight in it or listener number nine? Hello, gentlemen, it's Dazzler. Firstly, a boat of Roma's players for the 100% salary sacrifice for their club, and it shames the Premier League and its multi-million players. He does believe the stories don't take a mathematician to work out the players' wages aren't sustainable. Uh, it may force clubs to have long-term sustainable project in investing in youth and training facilities and scouting lower leagues, including Tiers 5 and Beneath. His joint favourite players were De- Alan Devonshire and Ian Wright, both come from non-league. And if we cannot cement the project and employ managers to fit within it instead of chopping and changing styles of play. B, he believes the owners will use the excuse that money's tied up in property in the market is now stagnant, so it won't happen. Will it force them to sell at reduced rate but make a profit on the investment? And C, answer question C, all depends on the market when football returns. And this is why the man is a god. Anyway, guys, wishing you all well. On his ward where he works, remember Dazlar is frontline in an hospital. We're well happy with the shout-out we gave a couple of weeks ago, and he'll listen again during his break. Dazlar out. 
Yeah, so he works at NHS. Well done. Uh, you know, when we... I forget which day we clap at 8 o'clock. But that's for you, Des. Yeah. Is that it? Is that I've all the two more. I, I, I actually right, shake thing. my football rattle on, in my street. Uh, how can we sell when all the clubs, the elite few, are in the same spot of us, says Warren James Greenfield. Dan Perry says, as usual with the press, some yes, but mostly no. Is in, does he believe the stories? He doesn't think the owners should put the money in, but it's in the owner's interest to keep the club afloat. So they should put some money in, but they put 30 million in. And if we can't pay the bills, everybody else is up for sale. He said, what would be very interesting if you can invite that finance guy back for a chat. Can't remember his name, but he was a Swiss ramble type. Uh, I think you're talking Kieran Maguire. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I have been speaking to him, but I'll tell you what, he's really busy. He's, uh, with all the COVID stuff, he's like on Sky News, BBC, yeah. uh, uh, CNN, you name it. So I, I've managed to exchange some emails with him, but he's a bit busy for appearances. Well, see, I will we'll ask always him. Have him back. He's a friend of the show. Dan Perry's gone on to say, has anyone noticed how much Declan Rice looks like John Lowell? He's put two pictures up. To be fair, He's not wrong. Does he? Yes, he does. I'll have a look. Oh, right. There you go. Ian looking like We're running down over yeah. four minutes. I think I'll make it. A line from Hot Fuzz sounds a lot like old shit to me. New excuses wouldn't be long. Our comes there's no other team moaning about having no money. I think they all are. So when is this next level? It ain't going to happen. But yeah. he finishes with the best line. Brady outs. Martin Scholar, thanks, chat for all the podcasts. Special thanks to me and Canning Town Lim for the History Podcast. I finally had a chance to listen to him. Keep them coming. Next season is the Tevez season. Hopefully, we record at the end of this week. Ooh. Oh, God. You know, yeah. I've got a load of gold nice. on that. Sadly, though, they won't. I know you've got They make me even more wistful for Upton Park. Other than Sean, there's surely no one else who thinks the move's been a success. Finally, Upton Park life. <laughs> Where's that from? Upton Park Life is written by Avit. I'll put the details on the next podcast for you. Martin, a gentleman and a scholar. And there is the end of Facebook Twitter question time. All right. Quickly, predictions. Predictions. How many words will Rich uh, Dodsey use in his reply when you put up the cycle to the moon story? Uh, He'll use two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for eight. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be a bit more descriptive. All right. Excellent. Um, I have been Sean. Go and on. I'm off to put that up on Facebook now. <laughs> yeah. I've been Sean. Nigel has been. Oh, yeah. I'm still here. Painting. And after one hour and t- nearly 28 minutes. Uh, we've, we've done as much as we can to entertain you. John said it'll be two hours. It hasn't been because we've had to cut short because Nigel's got a family bingo tonight, but otherwise we probably would have gone on. That's it. Uh, back next week by hook or by crook to not talk about football. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Come on, you iron. More, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. AdWanted UK is the provider of single source media data for agencies, media owners, brands, and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.